Hello, everyone. Welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host, Yolanda, and today we have a special guest on the episode. We are going to talk to one of my Reiki teachers, another one of my Reiki teachers. So I am very thankful that he has agreed to come on the podcast to share his story because it is a very interesting one. And his name is Frank Arjava Petter. And if you have worked with him before or are a student of his, then you probably just know him as Arjava. But either way, Arjava is the vice representative of the Jikiden Institute in Kyoto, Japan. Now, what's really interesting is that he lived in Japan for 12 years, and he's also been teaching Reiki since 1993. Now, how all of that came about, you will learn in this episode. But even before all of that, before he even learned Reiki, Arjava also spent several years in India, and he was one of the personal bodyguards and gardeners of the Indian mystic and meditation master, Osho. Now, Arjava currently lives with his family in Greece, and he teaches Reiki, meditation, and family constellations worldwide. His research of Macau Yasui and Reiki has culminated in the publication of his six international best-selling books, including one titled, This is Reiki. And when he's not traveling the world and teaching, he writes inspirational texts and fiction to be published in the future. So to learn more about Arjava and his work and classes, you can visit frankarjavapetter.com and I will put links to his website in the show description. So get comfortable and enjoy the show. Okay, so welcome to Reiki Radio. Today we have a very special guest, one of my dear, dear teachers, Arjava Petter. So first, Arjava, I want to thank you for being here and taking the time. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, and especially with the time difference, because you're in Greece right now, right? Yeah, we're in Greece. It's dark here. It's uh, 7.30 or something p.m., but that's okay. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to have you here for a couple of reasons. One, so that we can learn more about you and your story, but also so people can hear about Jikid and Reiki. Um, I loved your classes, and we will get into that a little later. But first, I just wanted to start with your story, because your bio is amazing. <laughs> like, Not only have you authored over six books, and you teach Reiki internationally, but from your bio, it sounds like your spiritual journey, I guess you would call it, started really in India. So could you tell us about that? How long ago? Okay, okay. So what happened was this. My brother, my elder brother, he went to India when he was 20 and I was 17. And we thought that he had gone crazy. My parents and I believed that he he went a little cuckoo. So they sent me to check him out. So I went to India and I never came back. Wow. Yeah, that's how it started. I went at the time I went to the Osho Ashram in Pune in 1979. And then I just stayed there for a few years. So how was that? I mean, that had to be amazing being able to 
learned from Osho, no? <laughs> there are really no words to describe that, how that was. It, it, I, I can only say that the, um, the moment I entered that place, the ashram there, I thought I never wanted to be anywhere else ever. And, and that's how it started. And in that space, is that what started your um, meditation practice and really the experience of connecting with yourself? No, not really. I, I grew up, my parents were into homeopathic medicine and things. I didn't do well at school. I hated it because I just can't seem to do anything that I don't feel passionate about. And um, as a result of that, I got stressed out and started meditating when I was 15 or 16 with the, um, the father of one of my friends who was from India. So he got me started with doing Raja Yoga, meditating. And then uh, then I went to India and it all got more and more intense. Wow. And so then um, after being there for a while, I know, and you do share this story in class as well, you made your way over to Japan. So what prompted you to even go there? Had you heard about Reiki before or not until being there? This is it's a quite a long story. So, so what happened was this: when I told you I got into meditating quite early when I was fifteen or sixteen, and one of the themes that you could learn meditation about was Zen Buddhism. There were quite a few books available at the time, so I got one. It was called Zen Flesh and Zen Bones by Paul Reps. It's an incredible book, really amazing. And that's full of Zen stories. And I thought, boy, that would be really cool if I would be a person like that one day later on, like one of those people in those stories. And then I developed a, a passion for Japan. So I started reading lots of things about Japan. And then I decided that I will finish my high school, and then I will go to Japan and enter a Zen monastery and never come back to Germany and never be heard of again and become one of those people. Yeah? But instead, I ended up going to India, to Pune, which was in a way really the same thing, but very, very different. And I never made it to Japan. However, in Pune then, I met lots of Japanese people and one of them later on I married and moved to Japan because of her. Wow okay so you intended to go to Japan before India was even an option that's really interesting and so yes. you spent several years there though you were in Japan what like 12 years? Yeah yeah I, I finally went in 19 I think it 1989, the first time, and I left in 2002. So 12, 13 years I stayed there. Okay, so while you were there, did you ever start studying Buddhism and all of the things that you had intended the first go-round? Yeah, I kept, I kept, but um, my study was mostly just reading books and doing it by myself. I didn't really have a teacher there because I got all my guidance from Osho. I, stood, I still do. And um, the funny thing is that I um, actually learned Reiki in Germany. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I was living in Japan 
already for, I think, four years. Yes, in 1992, I went to Germany and studied Reiki from my brother, the same brother that I tried to rescue, but who ended up rescuing me. And I learned it there in Berlin and then went back to Japan as a Reiki teacher and then started teaching there. It was hilarious because I remember sitting on the plane thinking, I am German, I live in Japan, and I'm going to Germany to learn a Japanese healing art and then bringing it back to Japan. It was really ridiculous. <laughs> so the the Reiki that you learned in Germany, was that what we would consider Western, like a Western type of Reiki? Or was it different than Jikinit? Is that where that started? Or... <laughs> It's a can of worms. My my story is really very, very funny. So I learned from my brother, and when I asked him where he had learned it, he, he said, oh, from a friend of so-and-so, one of our mutual friends. And then a few years down the line, after I'd already started teaching, we found out that my brother never had done a proper teacher's training with his teacher, but he made it up. He made the initiation process up and I was so disappointed. And then I went to Germany again and re-studied with somebody uh, in in Hamburg whose teacher was from the German Reiki Alliance and went back to Japan, re-initiated all my old students or those who wanted to be re-initiated. And then uh, did that for a while until I met Chiyoko Yamaguchi, who then became my teacher in 2000. Oh, wow. Okay. So by then, um, I have to ask, what at that time, did you even think of the system of Reiki? Like, what was it in your life? And how did you feel it was, you know, adding to your experience of just what was it to you back then? Or what did it seem to be? As I told you, I, I grew up with healing and I found it quite normal. I remember when I was 16, 17, I felt something coming out of my hands and I thought, wow, it would be really cool if one could do healing with the hands. But then I kind of forgot until when I was, I think, 28 or so. I was in India with Osho again and I had a terrible headache. And my then girlfriend, she knew somebody who practiced Reiki. So she said, hey, maybe I can get that girl to come and give you a Reiki treatment. Maybe then you'll, you'll feel better. So the girl came over and treated me. I was 28 at the time. And it was the most boring thing I'd ever experienced in my whole life. And it didn't work. <laughs> Afterwards, I went to a... A small medical center and got some painkillers and took those and thought oh boy this is really a waste of time this Reiki business that was my first experience and then a very very odd thing happened which was that I realized that I wanted to learn Reiki and I'm asking myself why do you want to learn something that 
you felt was the most boring thing in, in the world and it didn't work. Why do you want to learn that? But somehow, many years later, I understood what happened was that my soul got touched. It got tickled by that experience somehow way beyond my conscious mind. And then I started looking around, looking for a teacher and couldn't find anybody to teach me until few years later, my brother called me and said, hey, why don't you come over and learn from me? So this is how, how it all started. It's, it's a really very funny story. It's a really interesting story. I mean, really, really interesting, especially, you know, I, just a little side note, and I want to go back to um, how this all developed for you. But in your classes, I have to say, I mean, it, it's, I guess, not surprising hearing that you had this type of background because you have this um, beautiful like, radiance about you and you just seem to like project and embody love and you're so kind and your classes are just, I mean, they're, it's a beautiful space just to sit with you, be in your presence and just how tender and kind and patient you are with students. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I can't even imagine that there would have been a time where you're like, what? I don't know about what this stuff is to see where you are today. So after all of that, how did you come into Jikiden? And what is that? For people who don't know or have never heard of Jikiden Reiki, what is it and how did you come upon it? All right, Jikiden Reiki is not uh, another type of Reiki. There's only one type of Reiki. Reiki right. is Reiki and that's it. Yeah? So whatever comes out of anyone's hands who has been initiated is the same. Yeah? It's all the same. And if somebody says that my Reiki is better than yours, uh, they don't know what they're talking about. They have no idea. It's just an ego trip. So, but... After I learned Reiki from my brother, I had been living in Japan already for four years, and I thought something is wrong because what I had learned, it didn't match my experience of Japan. I knew the language by that time. I had a, a language school for many years in, in Sapporo in the north of Japan with my ex-wife. and. The Reiki teaching and the Reiki philosophy that I had learned from my brother really didn't seem Japanese at all. So I was suspicious. And I, out of that suspicion, I started to research. And that research led to writing how many, 10, I think 10 books on, on Reiki by now. And um, it was really out of that suspicion, out of that feeling that something is really wrong in something doesn't sit well with me that I started researching it. And in the process of that research, I came across Chiyoko Yamaguchi, who was a student of Chujilo Hayashi or Hayashi Sensei, who had learned from him from 1937. And um, I got to meet her and to learn from her. And then I, I really came home to that teaching because it lacks all new age ideas. It's just pure, straight, very simple Japanese spirituality. Yeah, and that's the thing. I wanted to ask you about that. Do you think, 
because you at that time spoke Japanese and even if you think about the different terminology which is in Japanese in the system of Reiki did your understanding of the language also point you in certain directions or um, cause you to see a difference in maybe the way it was explained versus what these words meant or where they came from? Uh, you see, um, what I had initially, in, initially learned, it was a kind of a hodgepodge out of all sorts of new age thoughts and somehow it didn't seem authentic to me. And later on, many years later, I realized actually what had happened. What happened was that when Reiki was brought to the U.S. by Hayashi Sensei in 1937, it was, he um, obviously had Japanese students in the beginning. And then one of those students was Takata Sensei, who did an incredible job really saving Reiki for the rest of the world. However, after their initial wave, their first students who were Japanese came another wave of students who were not Japanese, who were American, who were Chinese, who were probably Europeans. And when they wanted to learn Reiki, they had to create a whole new language, a whole new Reiki language, and they had to translate some of the Japanese concepts that for for which there are no words in our languages. So because of that translation and that impossibility of translating some of those concepts, the whole teaching, everything changed. It's really interesting you say that because I'm thinking now about your classes and um, it's interesting that you say it's just kind of it doesn't have all of the new age elements and it is kind of direct. I mean, one of the things that I appreciated most about um, learning from you was how in depth you go in the history and the joy you have when you share with us about the history and the slides and all of the information that you share, but it is pretty direct. I mean, it's pretty much to the point. There's not a lot of, you know, frills around it, I guess you would say, that I have experienced in other classes. I mean, it's, it's pretty to the point. And even I was telling you, um, this book of yours I read several years ago, This is Reiki, this was very helpful to me. One, because you explain a lot of the history and like the foundation beneath the surface of what we may be practicing now. But even small things like the hands-on, um, you explain this in here as well, that that wasn't necessarily part of the original way. So could you talk about that? Like even for you in your practice, and if you have a lot of students that come from, you know, whatever it is that we may have learned, what is that about Reiki that you think from your point of view that maybe people don't know that you would like them to know about the system just in a what it is, again, to you. I mean, just in that very simplistic way. Okay. <laughs> the easiest way to explain really what Reiki is, is that if you hit your head, 
what do you do? Yeah? You touch it and perhaps you look and see if it's bleeding. And if you see it's not bleeding, you put your hand again. Yeah? This is Reiki, really. It's the most natural, inborn human treasure that we have. That's it. And we've forgotten about it and we make it very complicated. My teacher, Chiyoko Sensei, always used to say, you guys, you think too much. Why you make it so complicated? It's the most simple thing in the world. You just put your hands on your head, that means on, and you take them off and it's off. That's it. Yeah, very, very simple. Yeah, I mean, it is, especially when you say it that way. But it, I mean, it really, it truly is. And another thing I wanted to um, point out as well, for people who may be new to you and your work, just like I said, you do a really good job of sharing the history of Reiki and even down to one of my favorite stories from class, and it's also in the book, is the origin of the second symbol in that whole story. I mean, it just, I don't know how to explain. It's like something like heart opening, understanding some of the background and the history and where things really stem from. It's almost like you feel a different texture of it. But I wanted to ask you, why was it so important to you to share this and write all of the books that you've written about Reiki? My, my spiritual name, Arjava, it means authentic. Yeah, so this is, my, this is my thing. This is my niche in life. Yeah? I want to do everything that I do. I want to do authentically, real, from the heart. I want to give myself fully. I don't want to hold anything back. I, this is my thing. Yeah? So when I stumble across whatever it is, whether it's going to the supermarket or doing Reiki or having relationships with people, I want to do it authentically from the heart and give it everything I've got. Yeah? So this is my my standpoint. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So how but is it? Let's, let's, oh, go go, let's, let's go back to the um, what is Reiki really? I said it's very simple. That's not the whole truth. There's also something else behind it, which is that the Japanese Japanese believe that we don't have only one body, but that we have three bodies. And the most subtle of those, the immortal body is our soul. And they believe that only here on earth, a soul can evolve. I hope no extraterrestrials are listening to us. <laughs> they will be disappointed there, yeah? but they believe to be able to evolve spiritually, you have to be in a physical body. So you have the soul, which is our immortal core or essence, and that around that forms a physical body, and around that physical body form the etheric bodies or our aura, our mind, our heart. Eh? And Reiki is incredible because by touching the physical body, you touch all of those other two bodies as well, and healing happens on an incredible level just by touching. So in your view of that, is it a process of kind of harmonizing the three? 
Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, the, the soul actually doesn't need any work at all. It's perfect. Huh? So harmonizing the two into yes, <laughs> alignment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, that's really, really Yeah, harmonizing the two in alignment with the other. <laughs> right. No, that's a beautiful way of thinking of it and seeing it really. I mean, it's interesting too, because of course, in our experiences here, as our soul is learning and evolving, I mean, we have so many things that kind of, you know, knock us off balance, so to speak, or throw us for a loop. So it is a um, a beautiful thing that we have something that we can connect with to help to bring us back into that space. And that's one of the things too, I think, uh, with the system of Reiki that has been most evident to me is the clarity of mind that comes. I mean, the opening of the heart, yes, but this clarity of mind. So I wanted to ask you about that too, in terms of this, the alignment, the balancing and these types of things, because there is a idea that we're just, you know, balancing energy, but what does that mean? You know, like what, what does that even mean? So to you, what, is the benefit of this system? The benefit really is to get in touch with your soul, with your essence, with your divinity, with that inside of you that doesn't need any change, that is perfect as it is right here and right now. That's it. Yeah? So it's not really Reiki. I wouldn't say it's a way to enlightenment, but it is enlightened action in itself. That's how I see it. That's a beautiful way to put it. This, you don't do it to get somewhere, because trying to get somewhere is all illusion. It's crazy. You don't need to get anywhere. Everything is perfect as it is. Everything is wonderful as it is. We just have to get it. Yeah. Now, I have to ask you this because it's very interesting, too. Um, and taking your classes, you know, and even sometimes the talks that you've done, a lot of times when you travel, there are representatives with you as well from Japan. And so with the Jikinen Institute, I would say, are you the only like English speaking representative that travels around the world to share this or? No, there are many, there are many others now. There are a few hundred teachers that teach. Um, the Institute was founded by Chiyoko Yamaguchi and her son Tadao in the late nineties. And um, unfortunately she passed away in 2003 and after she passed away, her son Tadao took over the presidency and I am now the vice president of the association. But there are many, many teachers that teach all over the world, that teach beautifully. I'm not the only one. Yeah. Well, I mean, you are a wonderful teacher. And just to say, so people know if they are interested as well. I mean, one, you have beautiful books that people can order and read and all of this and get so much information from you. But are you still traveling internationally and how much, how often do you come to the States? I 
I travel quite a bit, about six months out of the year, and I come to the U.S. twice a year, once in the autumn, usually to New York, and in the spring to California and to Virginia. So I'm going to be in San Diego and in Los Angeles in May and in Virginia Beach in May, and then in New York in October, and then also I go to Canada in October. So I'm all over the place. My website is frankrjavapetta.com, and you can find all the schedule there and all the necessary information, the organizers and all that. I'm also on Facebook. So I'm I'm easy to, I think I'm easy to find. Yes, no, you are. And I will um, absolutely put all of the links of how to connect with you down in the show description. Um, I, yeah, there, it's just, I'm trying to think of how to ask you this. Um, well, one, I also want to ask you before I get to that question and before we go, for people who may have never heard about Reiki or unfamiliar with it and interested in taking classes, um, who is this for in your point of view? Like, is this, I mean, because there's different opinions about it. So I just want to know from your point of view, who is this really beneficial for? For everybody. Reiki is for everybody. Literally for everybody. I think especially if um, people have kids, small kids, it's very useful because you can take care of your your children at home. You don't have to go to the doctor for every little thing. I'm not against medical science at all, yeah? but so many, many things we can handle ourselves. So when the kids have a fever or stomach ache, you can take care of it. I have two small kids myself and we do Reiki pretty much every day when they fall or when they have something at the moment, half the family here has a cold, so I'm treating them. It's, it's very, very useful. It's really useful if you're working in the medical field, if you're a medical doctor or a nurse, I think that would be good. If you're a teacher or anybody who really, any human being should learn it, I think. It's yeah. a great, really a, a great way of working with yourself, working with others, and putting your your love really into action. And what do you think it has done for you personally? Like, what is your relationship with it? And how do you think it's enhanced your life in any way? I think because of the Reiki, I've become very loving. Yeah, because that's really what it is. You 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 put your love into action. And if you do this again and again and again, it's a, it's quite a, a drug. Right? It gets addictive. And you just want to keep doing it, not only in the Reiki classroom, but in your daily, normal daily life. Right? You just want to be loving and kind. And it's really amazing. Yeah? It's so sweet. Yeah, no, it really, really is. It, it has changed my life so much. And I'm so thankful to have been introduced to the system and the practice. And yeah, I mean, it, it's sometimes hard to articulate um, our relationship to it and what it means to us. 
but I know that, you know, we had a little technical difficulty at first and I don't want to take your whole evening, Arjava. I'm so thankful that you came to share your story with everyone. And again, of course, I will put how to contact you down in the comments. And just to note, you will be in the United States in May. So that information, will that be on your website as well? Yes, it's, it's up there. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, I have to ask you too, because there's people that listen globally. Or do you already know any other um, countries or where you're going to be besides yes, the US? Yes, I'm going to South Africa in uh, the end of the month this month and then afterwards I go to Bahrain in the Middle East then to Germany to Holland to then to the US to again to Germany to Portugal to the UK to Colombia and Brazil later in the year and so on so I'm all over the place you know hearing you say that it, it really highlights how much this has grown. I mean, you're literally going around the entire globe. And I have to ask you this too. I mean, from when you first started in this, did you imagine that it would grow the way ha that it has? And do you personally see it going anywhere in particular? Or what do you think of all this? I mean, it must be different than when you started, right? Yeah, it's different. And of course, my my situation, I would have never expected my life to go like this. Actually, I had no plan to write books or anything. It's just a big total surprise to me. Yeah? So I, I think Reiki has become so popular because it's, especially now when everybody's so concerned and busy with technology and all of that. I think Reiki is so important to bring us back to basics, yeah? back to communication, to touch, to looking at somebody, to being with people. And that's really amazing. That's so beautiful. I love that. Yeah, it is amazing how much it's grown. And I mean, I've not been practicing nearly as long as you, but it's interesting to me, even in these few short years, how it used to be, I would say Reiki and people would, you know, what, what is that? And now people at least have heard of it and it's, it's phenomenal yes. the way it's growing. Yes. We live in a small place in Greece on the Greek island in Lesbos and um, it's a village of about a thousand people. We have a, we built a dojo a training center here and I treat people every day. And these people are just very normal Greek islanders yeah, who are coming to us for treatments the same way they go to the doctor or the chiropractor or the shiatsu practitioner. It's just like that. And they don't think it's weird at all. Yeah? They just come when they don't feel well. And some of them come every day. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I think if anything, it excites me the idea that we're all um, tuning back into that core essence of who we are, whether it's through Reiki or, you know, other practices, whatever people are, whatever gets them there. But it seems right. that there's a deeper craving for that now, which is beautiful. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you do, as long as you find something that reminds you of your essence, of your being, yeah, then you're good huh? whatever yeah. it is whether it's meditation or or reiki or yoga or ayurveda it's all good huh? 
Yes. Ah, beautiful. Well, again, I'm really thankful that you came to share your story because, I mean, what an amazing adventure. I can't <laughs> just reading your bio alone. I was like, wow, India, then Japan, and now in Greece, and you travel around the world to share this. It's, it's interesting to look at how it seems like it's always been your way, like, or just connected to you somehow. How could you not be sharing in the way that you are? So thank you so much for all that you share. Thank you for being my teacher. I'm so glad I found you. And again, I will put your um, ways to contact you in the show description. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so see you soon. I'll, I'll uh, come in May. Huh? Let's yes. Meet. Oh, no. Yeah. I know. I wrote it down. I'm not going to forget. I can't wait to see you soon. Okay, bye now. Okay, everyone. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation with our Java. Very interesting story, like I said. Uh, hopefully we can get him to share some more detail, maybe in the future. Be interesting to hear more of what that was like living in India and then in Japan. But a couple of things I want to share with you before we go today is to let you know that tomorrow we have Mercury going in retrograde and we also have the new moon in Pisces coming up. So if you want more information about what all of this means and how it relates to you and the collective energy, be sure to go to my website, theenergeticalchemist.com and you can sign up for my newsletter that way you get free access to Creating with the Moon and Stars, which gives you information every month about the energy of the month, including things like the new and full moon energy. But you'll also get access to 22 days of transformation. Now, if you haven't done that before, it is a guided journey, 22 days long, and it starts with really examining the Reiki precepts and how we function with those principles in our day-to-day -day lives. So it is something that is very interesting for Reiki practitioners, but very beneficial whether you practice Reiki or not. And again, it is a free gift to you. I also want to say thank you so much to those of you who have signed up to become patrons. You know, your membership is greatly appreciated, and I hope you are enjoying all of the content there. If you haven't become a patron yet, you can absolutely become a member today and you get access to the library of content that is there so far. Plus, you will be able to join us for upcoming events and get some new tools and information. So you can learn all about all of that on my website and be sure to Again, check out our Java's work if you would like to learn about his classes. Again, he's teaching all over the world this year. Go to frankarjavapetter.com. And again, all of that information is in the show description. <sighs> so much to share with you. So much to share. I hope you enjoy the podcast. I thank you so much for being here. And remember to always journey in love. <laughs>